I hope. UFO, or Bob Lazar and the UFO series. Or what will eventually become a series. Oh, it's it's too much to cover to um, just make it like two episodes. But, you know, just keep focusing in on it. And uh, we got some interesting stuff for you. So, I am Larry, of course. And I'm joined by the Mediterranean... Snickle Fritz. Snickle Fritz. Snickle Fritz. We have our special guest again. We got Chris. Sup. And we have Trevor. How you doing? I hope y'all are ready for this because things are going to get so interesting. They're going to get crazy. You're going to blow your mind and you're going to start questioning yourself of what you really know that is going on in the world. So when we're talking about Area 51, everybody mostly knows what Area 51 is. People know where it is. We had the big storm, the Area 51 Facebook thing that was going on. Yeah, where the kid There's ended been... up not even showing up because the well, FBI like threatened him or some shit that, like that. That and on top of all the people that actually did show up. Ended up being, uh, actually it was really funny, ended up being three events. One at next to the Area 51 base, I was like 10 miles away or some shit. Another one that was like in the city, and another one like somewhere else, like outside the city. And so it was super uncoordinated, like they all didn't meet up at the same place, and only that old lady tried to storm Area 51, as I could tell. Unless anyone else saw anyone else try and go in. It's just that one badass old lady. Granny got wheels, man. She yeah, that was probably Bob. That was probably Bob Lazar's mom. Like, you tell me he's innocent! <laughs> so, I wanted to know what y'all's thoughts real quick. On what you think about Era 51 before we get into it. What, what are your thoughts on it? What do you think about it? Air Force Base. I think that people walk around there with a lot of sweaty balls. And just swamp ass in general. Just that dry heat, sweat. And then, even aliens sweat. That's why they fly their planes at night, to do their tests. Yeah, perfect place to test uh, aircraft. I'm sure there's been a lot of different people. Most of our viewers probably have seen things themselves. Like, I've heard my experience. Chris, what do you think, though? It's an Air Force base for testing uh, airplanes. Or things of that nature. So, when I was a kid, one of the uh, documentaries I remember seeing was this really long one about, like, possibly alien FBI agents, in parentheses, or in quote, quotations, showing up to people's houses who were on the internet exposing the truth about these people. So, 
some funky is going on there, but I couldn't tell you exactly what. That probably goes into the Dolce base because that's kind of the weird stuff that goes around over there. It's a very uh, dumb topic. And by the way, when we say dumb, we mean deep underground military bases. Yep. <laughs> that, that's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. No, I love that's, that. That's literally what it means. I love that's it. literally what they classify. Class it's the best acronym that. ever. Now I'll tell you a quick little snippet of something I found. And this is going to blow y'all's mind. This is from Phil Schneider. And he was the one that said that there are over 1,471 bases over the world. And the USA, there's 129. And that the USA, 25% of their budget is consumed by those bases. Damn. And that's one of the whistleblowers I'm going to tell you all about later. So, Snickle, do you want to go ahead and bring us into Area 51? Oh, Area 51. If anyone, you know, if I sound like I'm distracted, because all this is incredibly exciting and I can't stop looking at it. All these, the the blueprints and the the whole idea behind uh, what drives these uh, these ships. It's fucking fascinating to me. And I've always thought that it, that it was possible. Which really was why I love physics when I was in school. But our main focus in the beginning here, though UFOs have been around, the you know the stories behind UFOs have been around for a long time, since the Roswell incident in 1947. It didn't really pick up in popularity until 1989 with Bob Lazar. Was it Bob Scott Lazar? It's an American conspiracy theorist who claims to have been hired in the late 1980s to reverse engineer extraterrestrial technology. In 1989, he appeared in an interview with investigative reporter George Knapp on Las Vegas TV station KLAS under the pseudonym Dennis. And with his face hidden, he discussed the, the situation where he was employed at a, at a base outside of Area 51 and he was actually hired to work on alien spaceships and reverse engineer them. Fucking Dennis, bro. He's got a system. He the has Dennis. a system. The Dennis system. <laughs> oh my god. You know, he actually kind of looks like that. He kind of looks like Dennis. I mean, not really, but... Glenn Howard? Yeah. But I, I want to ask you a question. Did you find it weird about the stuff that he observed during his times working for the bases and stuff? I mean, a lot of it is weird, yes. The entire story is weird. That's why we're all, like, trying to... Well, not everybody. That's why a lot of people are, like, actually trying to figure out what happened. It's not, like... To me, like, because at first, you, you go in thinking it's complete bullshit. He's just a businessman, which on the outside, that definitely is what it looks like. And he's just out for personal gain. But a lot of like what he said in the past is coming out to be relatively true. And we'll get into it. I have a lot of info to share about that. So the story behind Bob Lazar is that he was a, you know, he's an old science nerd. He got into Caltech, went to MIT. He was really famous for developing rocket cars and rocket drag racers. And you can actually see newspaper clippings uh, from like 1986. From him 
uh, with a rocket, uh, with his rocket dragster. It's fucking pretty cool. Uh, but everything besides those newspaper clippings and what Bob Lazar says, there is nothing. And when I mean there's absolutely nothing about his background, you can't find a birth certificate. You can't find anything. There's nothing. Like, go ahead and try and find his birth certificate while we're in this now. You won't be able to find it. Like, I tried to look for it earlier and I couldn't find it. Really strange, oddly enough, a lot of his records are just gone. So, we kind of have to take all of this as, like, his word. Because there's nothing else to go off of. Because besides his word and the people around him who basically say, state that he's saying what he's saying is true. So either all of them are crazy and they're all in on it, or he's telling the truth. Well, I mean, isn't it true that there's a going on theory that the government will try to make you seem like a crazy person, will discredit you, will make everything go shitty wrong in your life when you know the truth? Not since like 2012 or like 2014, but yeah. That was a part of it. Way longer than that. Well, they stopped doing that, apparently. But yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't be a uh, pilot and say you saw a UFO and keep your wings unless you were a really good pilot. Yeah, the psych evals would just done. Everybody knows that aliens aren't real. UFOs don't exist. It must have been a bird. Must have been a bird, a cluster of birds, a weather balloon. We know you were drinking and on cocaine. We know that's what pilots do. Come on. The 1980s in the airline industry must have been so just interesting. Right? That must have been a wild trip. Like, what went on in that cockpit stayed in that cockpit. I would have to just say that with all the sightings, all the comments, all the things that military people have come through, especially people in the Navy and the Air Force, about stuff they've seen, I don't think it's drugs. No, I mean, I think they're, they're all doing drugs. I know they're doing drugs, but not every single one of them is. Yeah, way more people do cocaine than you think. I know a lot of people do cocaine, but I'm just saying, there's no way that... It's because not only our military, all over the world, different militaries, they see stuff too. Oh yeah, down in Brazil, there's a lot of sightings. Speaking um, of that... Yeah, the largest what, radio telescope or whatever. There's one in Brazil, and then there's one in China or something like that, or Russia. What I was going to say was, did y'all not hear the report of the, um, there was a whole bunch of, like, blue lights in Brazil, and then out of nowhere, there was military coming in and stuff. There was a whole bunch of gunfire and stuff. People that tried to fly their drones to see what happened had their drone shots out the sky. Yeah, but who knows what was happening. Maybe a drug cartel was being taken down in the street next door. Next door. This is Brazil. Brazil! If the Brazilian drug lords have started just mass-producing gauze cannons to shoot blue energy into the sky at their enemies <laughs> while missing. Dude, good on them. The military needed to go take care of that shit because they're just evil geniuses at that point for reals so that's or it could have been ufos or uh thank you thank you uaps it was definitely more likely uaps but thank you what was uaps well we don't know because all the footage was confiscated or the drones were shot down they covered it all up 
Like, hmm. they literally were, like, shutting down the cellular grids and stuff to make sure nobody can contact anything. Shutting them down, just like the Bob Lazar scenario. They might as well just be like, I got Lazard. I like that. Got Lazard. Got Lazard. You just started something. <laughs> I hope it catches on. Because I think I think he needs more notoriety here. I feel like he's on to something. Or maybe he's just like... I gotta stop saying like. Maybe he's just really good at theoretical physics. And storytelling. But either way, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Don't shake your, don't shake your head at me. If he made all this up, then yes, he's a great storyteller. But... The, the off chance that he made it all up, plus all the other evidence that comes along with the stuff that we found, I don't think he made it up. I don't think it's just a story. Like Trevor was saying, do you really think that everything that they put in movies and stuff is just something someone made up, or do you think it's from actual events? Yeah, there's I, no such thing as original thought anymore. Yeah. I think Trevor said that in the last podcast, too, that all original thought, it's all a culmination of stories that have been retold over and over again. But it has to come from There's somewhere. so but, many, like, archetypes that all stories, like, follow along. Well, I will add, though, if you go back and you look at the all the um, interviews Lazar has given, in the past, not as much, but more so, like, in the recent years... His stories have gotten a lot more um, consistent with what he says. Yeah, much more consistent. And that, I think it's because he has a lot more backing him than he did before. Because he had nothing going for him. And you'll see like some of the things that have changed. I'll go ahead and get into his story just so we can get some of this or, out of the way. Or real quick, or is he a con man that has just sharpened his game in storytelling over the years and now he's performing at top level he's hitting that s tier performance that's what i'm thinking you know he, he can he can sell it he can shake sell that it, ass baby. <laughs> is he a dis disinformation agent from the government to try to lead us in the wrong way that yeah just flood the flood the uh waves of uh, information and try and just put just enough out there to be like hey you could be right about this, but enough to also be like, hey, this means absolutely nothing. The classic red herring of the CIA. Tricky dicks. Oh my god, and he plays that role so well, if you think about it. You're saying? He's so believable. When you listen to him, you're like, you're transfixed on every word he says. It's like his... It's like he's singing to you. You're like, yes. Yes, I do believe you. Yes, yeah, none of what I was saying before is important. <laughs> Context doesn't matter. Yes, yes. So, if anyone is, uh, so how we got involved? So basically, like I was saying before, you know, he's a kid fresh out of Caltech, MIT, making rocket cars. You know, what's el what else he wants to do? He had a in his autobiography, he discussed how he had an affinity for rockets. And when you used to build rocket engines back in the day, the like it was so easy to do that it wasn't actually rocket scientists. It wasn't rocket science. The rocket itself, the engine itself was already made, and you weren't supposed to take it apart. 
but that's what he got into. He really loved that, so he started making his own rockets, which actually, to this day, he still does in Nevada, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he still does to this day, but they were. Because uh, of COVID, I'm sure they had to stop it. But the Desert Blast Festival, he started that with a bunch of pyrotechnic enthusiasts. That's just how much he loves hmm. uh, rockets. You guys ever used to, like, buy those rocket kits with, like, the little motors you could buy, and you'd set up, like, the little electrical wires out in the driveway, and you'd do it, it'd go, like, 30, 50 feet in the air? Yeah. Did you guys yeah, ever I used to break down that. those engines and just set them on fire? No. <laughs> no. It's fun. No. I wish I did. I, just, I used... Okay, I'm not going to say what I used to do. What did you, you do? Pack a bunch in a PVC pipe and cap it. Did you kill any animals? Did you maim or kill any animals? No, good God, no. I'm not a savage. No, it was him. It was Larry. I see that face. I see that face. Larry said he didn't want to say what he did. What'd you do, Larry? Did you blow up toads, Larry? (laughs) I think Larry blew up toads. He probably blew up toads. and Which is fine, because the, the toads in Florida, some of them... The uh, bufo toads, they, yeah, they, they'll poison our dogs. Yeah, they got that, that they excrete that white shit from their neck. Yeah, I think we just read Larry like a book. <laughs> they can kill us too, actually. They're very poisonous. I believe this. Yeah. If you don't wash it out of your mouth, you can die in like 20 minutes. Shit's crazy. Yeah, but who the fuck is actually listening? You have me crying you know laughing over here. I was trying not to be loud with it. Jesus, Larry. Get so, shit together, Larry. So imagine <laughs> you're Bob Scott Lazar. You know you're fresh out of college. You you Swing love you love rocket engines. You love uh, jet engines. You love killing toads with Larry in Florida. So he's like, so he put out interviews for uh, uh, any for anyone who uh, oh, God damn it. So he sent out resumes for any national jobs. To see, like, if he can get a lab job, because that's every every scientist's dream. You get out of school, get a lab job. Yeah, but, I'm pretty sure everybody loves to get out of college, right into employment, start paying down them loans. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, in his case, what loans? Apparently, the government got rid of that shit too. Maybe that was his ploy all along. It's like I can't pay off these loans, and I can't get a job at a lab. I know what to do. <laughs> I'm gonna sell vacuum cleaners. No, no. <laughs> so, so I actually had a question um, of about around when, like, all of this came out that this would have been possibly, uh, or not possibly true, but um, when he revealed himself, like when he revealed that he was Bob Lazar, not. Uh, Dennis. I can't remember his name. Dennis, yes. Dennis the Menace. It was uh, another re- investigative report done by George Knapp. Like the same one he did before, but then he was uh, he wasn't under the alias at that point. I'm pretty sure everyone knew who he was just from like word of mouth and other reporters stuff. Back then it was kind of ruthless. You'd walk outside, someone take a picture, you'd be like, what the fuck was that? Nowadays, actually, Fair it enough. might be even more ruthless now. What am I thinking? Nowadays, everyone has a phone. Yeah, yeah you're Back right about then, that. you could just like 
kill somebody and drive 300 miles and set up a new life. Jesus Christ. That reminds me of Ted Kaczynski. Or Israel Keys. Israel Keys. That's Oh uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm just gonna go in the woods. I'm gonna leave some drop packages. I'm gonna fucking kill some people in desolate areas. I'm gonna and drag I'm gonna take them, them to another me. place and drop them off. Like always, a second location. Never but go to the second location. Never. As you were saying, like, Wes. Yeah, let's not get derailed. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> so, since then. Since that report, <coughs> his story and his claims associated with it have been under worldwide scrutiny and curiosity. Uh, people are eager to find out, to know that's true, mostly just because of that idea that everyone has that the government's like nefariously up to no good and trying to hide stuff from us. Hopefully for our own good. <laughs> but when he went, uh, there was one, so we sent out interviews to get a lab job, and he ended up getting uh, work at, for a company, uh, EBNT, EBNT, I think it is. Actually, hold on. Hold that thought. I gotta say something real quick. Like, I full-heartedly do not believe that the uh, government is lying to us to benefit us. I completely it's just think the... it's all on uh, personal gain. You have to well, think that... Well, you got to think about how dumb the average person is and realize the rest are dumber than that. They're sheep. They get scared easily, especially in herds, about stuff that they can't comprehend because if they don't understand it and comprehend it, it scares them. You yeah, got to think so about how get much of the mass hysteria. population would just freak the fuck out. So that's what he means by that? lie to them for our own good. Yes. You took the words out my mouth. So, I totally forgot to say something at the beginning of the episode when we started. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It's on the Asterisk Articles Network. You can that way contact us easier because you can simply just click a button and send us an email. That way, if you want to send a voice memo and tell us about encounters you've had or anything, you can do that. If you want to send us a story of yours, you can do that. You can also join the fan group page. That is connected to it, and you can contact us and talk to us directly, or talk to any of our other fans. And then on top of that, don't forget to send us those emails. We love and them. And the merch will be coming soon. AbstractArticlesNetwork at gmail.com Boom. So the one job that he ended up going for an interview for was for EG&G. Uh, it was... Uh, like a contracting facility, they contract workers. Uh, and they usually do it to the United States Navy uh, or the United States, like the Army, the Navy, it didn't matter. But like if they wanted someone uh, specifically, they'd, co- they'd usually go through EG&G. So he went there and they contracted him to the two agents. So like he didn't necessarily like go to the spot. Like he talked to, a, he did an interview process at uh, EGNG with these agents. They interviewed him. They, uh, what job they had in mind. Uh, they questioned him mainly on his interests outside of work. Uh, what do you do in your spare time? Projects he works on. Uh, he was saying he had a uh, particle accelerator, or he had a uh, Tesla coil. I think that was it in his garage. 
After some time, they called him back for a senior position that was just opening up because someone was leaving. Dump, dump, dump. He was given a hundred some odd different briefings uh, on his second interview. Basically, I guess he was in because they were upgrading his clearance and everything to a level they called majestic, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> hey, Snickle, uh, one thing. Actually, it was a particle accelerator uh, listening to that. He, he had said himself, actually, in a quote that he had a particle accelerator in his bedroom. Oh, cool. Yeah, I thought so. I just didn't want to... Uh throw the extreme thing out there but it was he had a part yeah it's cool he had a fucking particle accelerator in his bedroom what are you trying to do shrink his damn kids i i don't know man trying to get antimatter or some shit he's trying to accelerate particles into each other to create other particles i know what he's trying to do honestly i am going to call him on that bullshit though because um he particle accelerators are big like several football fields big yeah. Like, really big. It's one of the lies that potentially is a lie. Well, I should that, say things that could be That a reminds lie. me of There something. is no pictures of him in said particle accelerator or whatever else it might be, so it's a good chance. I wouldn't say it's completely a lie because there's a good chance he was fucking around with stuff like that, considering he we know for a fact that he's good with uh, that he was messing with uh, fucking rocket cars and jet cars. So you're trying to insinuate that he made a particle accelerator for ants? No, I was just insinuating that he had an affinity for science. Okay, never mind then. So like it it'd be like a rude rudimentary particle accelerator. Like I wouldn't say it worked. But I'd say what if he you know you never know maybe he tried something stupid like that. I'm sure he did because you know how scientists are. They're just like well, making oh. a Tesla coil makes sense because like a lot of people do that. Kids do that. Well, I'm just saying no scientists. They're literally just like oh, oh if I press this button, this could possibly create a black hole and end the world. No, 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 that's not going to happen. Have you not heard about the SARN? We're not going I think to. It's SARN. It. No, that's not going to happen. That's all. That's pseudoscience, my friend. Have you not heard about the Mandela effect? God damn it, Lumpus. I almost called you Lumpus. That's how you know. to me saying, God what? damn it, Lumpus. Finish, finish what you were saying. <laughs> we'll talk about this on another episode. <laughs> Eventually. He was shown them. And when I mean them, them, I mean the alien spaceships. One close up and one while it was operating. And that, in his initial interview, like that's that's how they like got him in there. And they're showing him briefings and pamphlets of aliens, their biology, uh, different technology. What he was about to be working on, the and literally, can you if you can imagine what it'd be like if this is true, being handed that type of shit as a scientist, just like, oh my god, like all of that is like science fiction, and the, but it's like real right in front of them. It would blow my mind, and that's the, that's exactly how he was feeling at the moment. What's up? What year did you say this happened? Uh, well, it's not 
uh, exactly clear when he you retired. You said you just said a year. It was like what nineteen sixty something. No, uh, he he worked there between like nineteen eighty six and nineteen eighty nine or some shit like that. That is very interesting. Actually, no, it was after 1986. Uh, he might have only worked there for for less than a year, maybe just a year. I think the whole thing okay, might have because... just happened in 1989. There's not much info on when he started, other than him, have a theory. him being hired and him getting out by, by, by giving these claims. I have a quick theory. What's up? Around 1980 is when a lot of stuff in the Dolce base was being exposed. And he would be one of the people that you would think that will work in a place like that. Now, uh, 1980, he was probably uh, in Los Alamos. Yeah. There's also something talking about how the Dolce base had an underground tunnel that was connected to the Los Alamos. It was the exact Alamos. place you just named. Alamos, whatever. Yes, no, literally, that's why I'm, I'm freaking out right now, because that literally connects to the Dolce base. So, actually, whenever he uh, did come out with this information, if he's telling the truth, uh, the FBI or whatever came after him and actually shot out his tires yep. on the uh, freeway. Well, it's not proven it was the FBI or anything, but his tires were shot out on the freeway. And he has other witnesses uh, claiming being shot at while driving with him. One of them specifically is Mario Santa Cruz. He lives uh, one block over <coughs> after uh, this whole incident. I think it was uh, sometime in the 90s. So personal witness of being attacked randomly while out. And he would personally carry a gun with him while he was out with, uh, with Bob. There's actually a picture of Bob and him with a uh, minigun, with a little Uzi. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Oh, Bob Strap. Bob was strapped, dude. He had a he had a fully Bob auto came to fucking play. Fully automatic Uzi. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. King Kong. I don't Did even you guys care ever if we see get that flagged. episode of the original CSI where it was all the kids in the warehouse and they put an Uzi on a bamboo shoot that's like thirty feet tall and just fucking let it spin and play dodge the bullets. Yes, I was wondering what that was from. I, someone mentioned that, like, not even that long ago. <laughs> Jesus. You said it was from, uh... CSI. Oh my god. I'm gonna have to look like that the, up. The original CSI series. Back when they did, like, oh man, those the, those scenario breakdowns. With, <laughs> with, the, with the lens flare. <laughs> oh man. I just remember hating... The X Files, not X Files. It was um, X something, but it always like explained how like spouses killed their uh, spouses. And anyways, my brother would sit there and make me watch it for hours on end. I'd be like, dude, this is horrible. But day in and day out, man. Yeah, whoever uh, has the remote, you know, at first, it's a. Uh... It's a sacred, sacred ritual, sacred rule. Or the eldest controls the remote. How was it like in your houses? Was it the eldest or whoever had it first? For me, it was whoever the eldest, was bigger. But usually, it was whoever can get it and hide it the best. 
I had a sister, so I couldn't like just fight her for it. But I would, if I had it, I'd be like, nah, you ain't getting it. <laughs> so they had, uh, when they briefed him, they had one uh, operating. Uh, so they uh, literally showed him how everything worked, like literally that second day in the interview. And then, like, what, how it works, what the physics of it were, they were most interested in, and how, explaining how they're most interested in duplicating the reactors without using the same element. Element I'm talking about is element 115. Uh, the fuel source was, uh, it was basically the fuel source, fuel source. It was not a naturally occurring element. You had to basically use a particle accelerator to, to make it. Or maybe, maybe it, it, actually occurs somewhere else, but it doesn't actually occur on Earth. There's somewhere Earth? in our universe it's abundant. Probably. You, I gotta, you gotta get that particle accelerator running, just open up that black hole, dip that hand in real quick, whoop, pull it out. Hey, I got some! <laughs> and that's crazy, though, because if it's not from Earth naturally, then where did it come from? Meteorite. Probably from when the UFO crashed. Crash. Yeah. Crash. Well, the each craft <laughs> apparently had its own power source along with the engine powering it. Each one had a basically a an antimatter reactor, which uses uh, one fifteen as fuel. Reactor element one fifteen is used as a target and is bombarded with protons and a small, highly sophisticated particle accelerator. When the proton fuses into the nucleus of an atom of one fifteen, it is transmuted and becomes an atom of element one sixteen. Although we too can transmute elements here on Earth, it is typically not done in this fashion, or at anywhere near this level of efficiency. Furthermore, at the time of this disclosure, we have yet to produce anything heavier than Element 112, though actually, uh, what I'm reading here is an excerpt from what he was saying. But since then, uh, they've actually discovered one, they've actually made 115 in Moscow, in Russia, by in Those 2003. Damn yeah. They fucking synthesized it. Those crazy Russian scientists. The Joint Institute for Nuclear say. Research in Dubna, Russia. <laughs> Actually, in 2000... Uh, oh, no. It was first since 2003. And it was recognized in 2015 as one of our four new elements by the Joint Working Party of International Scientific Bodies. Awesome. Wow. Out of all people to discover it and to be able to synthesize Ah, fuck. And I'm not even going to try to say it. To be able to make it, the Russians, aren't they one of our main enemies? I wouldn't say uh, they're our main enemies. It's not the Cold War anymore, bro. They, I, I mean, they're communists. The Russians. Like, if you look at, like, American theology and Russian theology, do they mesh? No, but, like, I mean, yeah, they suck dick and they're, they like, they're just, like, have bad country people. We're yeah. hell-bent on anti-communism so it's just like we don't do any dealings with them like besides under the table stuff because we're assholes in a sense and they're assholes too but i mean who's the bigger asshole here think about it but we, what I was it's not about to who's the bigger asshole Wait. one of us is just a fucking sly asshole yes we're di we're Even just not be we're just not beefing with each other at the moment. We're just kind of coexisting on the earth. We don't talk to them. They try to talk to us. And we don't talk to them. It's whatever. It's a beautiful, especially system. these days. 
I'm still oh, scared that they, fig- that, that they figured it out because uh, who knows what they're going to do with it. Well, if you think about it, they synthesized it in 2003. That was 17 Just the time of frosted tips and bad jeans. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was like 20, 2018. It was 18 years ago. Thank you. Uh, God knows what they've discovered. So, at first... Uh, what happens with element 115, for anyone who's not savvy, honestly, I'm not that savvy, I'm just, I just know a little bit, uh, basically it's highly radioactive and produces a, an immense amount of radioactive power, like a radioactive energy, uh, but it also deteriorates at such an immense rate that usually atoms of element 115 only are around for a couple of seconds before they turn into something else. And it is theorized that there are stable element that there is a stable form of element 115, and that we just haven't found it yet. Because the idea of particle acceleration is that you want to get uh, the element 115, which is that it has 115 uh, neutrons within its nucleus, or whatever, like protons and neutrons in its nucleus. Is that right? Yes, I yeah. remember high school chemistry. Yeah. So you want to take an element. Uh, I forget the ones they did specifically. Uh, they take two elements, collide them together, in, in the hopes that uh, you know they, they actually will the particles inside will collide together and make a new element, so that they have 115 nucleus and proton. Uh, you understand with with inside, but so you have to try a bunch of different elements to see. Like we we haven't done, I guess, everything yet. God knows, you think they would have, but I guess you need a lot of permits to run that particle accelerator. <laughs> yeah, we want to do it again. Yeah, that so black hole I, theory is still uh, somewhat in check. A, if you take a look at the logic there, though, they don't necessarily have stable element 115. Because what, it's, what he uh, said was that there was a very small, very efficient particle accelerator. So what... And that's not what they're using to blast the element 115... With, uh, you said protons? They take the protons and, and neutrons of another element, of two elements, and collide them together. I'm not talking about, like, how the particle accelerator works. Like, you said, uh, they would take the element 115 and blast it with protons from another one. Uh, they take well, two elements that, if collided, would make one the number 115. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. That way, because otherwise we don't have an element with those that many neutrons and protons in its nucleus on this Earth. So we have to create it. But I'm saying in the alien ship when it was being turned into element 116. Oh yeah, that's just something that the the ship itself did with its weird particle accelerator that isn't explainable because it's still science so- fiction. Because that's it's a stable form of an element we have no idea, and it, he proposes that it changes to one sixteen, which is like we're like that's how it starts up, you know, like the thing starts up, it changes that stable element into one that, I guess, produces more radioactive energy, and then, you know, it's it's like a startup mechanism, and then I, I guess it goes back to one fifteen. Honestly, they I don't even think they ever mentioned that. Well. I don't know, I was just thinking about it, and it just the way it was worded, I guess, sounded weird, because what I was thinking is, like, what if they're not, what if they don't have 
sta stable element 115? What if they are making element 115 on the spot? And then, once again, rerunning that through, turning it into 116. I'm not a physicist, but anything sounds possible to me. And that sounds more plausible considering like what we know about the element itself in which it, it has such a short lifespan that you have to use it like when you're using it. So probably 116 might have been the element he was thinking of in general, and that 115 was just like a catalyst to get there. You know what I mean? Very like, possibly. That'd actually be cool. Like, you need that one stable element of 115 mixed with hydrogen or something in, like, a in some type of plasma-generated frickin' particle-accelerated reaction to change it into the frickin' crazy element <laughs> 116, which allows you to disrupt gravity. That's fucking metal. Right? Alright, so, <laughs> okay. I know you see my face. I... My mind's been rattling. What if 116 is the element they use for the Montauk project? What they figured it out from the Philadelphia experiment? Isn't that really old? It's from um, uh, like the late 60s. Well, actually, yeah, I would like, still check out, I guess, because if they had a spaceship since 1947, and it would have element 115, that would actually make a lot of sense. Like, they haven't been, like... It's not like people were, wouldn't mess around with this element. Like, if you were a fucking scientist and the government was like, yo, check this out, figure this out, like, you're kidding the candy store. I mean, we have man-made so, like, the Demon Core. Like, you have to think about that. Have you ever heard of the Demon Core? It's, like, just, like, a solid ball of uranium. Here. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, a soft If you touch ball. it, it'll kill you. Oh, my you don't fuck. You to touch the damn thing. You just gotta be next to it, chilling, and you'll fucking die. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, like, look up the it, demon core, it's, it's, it's a little bastard. It like, it, like he said, I believe, it, like, vibrates at such a perfect frequency that it will kill you. Hmm. But, uh, sure. alright, before We're gonna have I forget to about on the Facebook for sure, so I they forget can see about it. this, though, big point to him possibly being right. So, you know how, like, uh, before certain technological advances come out there will be like kind of hints to it in like different media and stuff like that and that's a conspiracy theory that the government is leaking that information right we'll think about this in the call of duty series the zombies in the storyline all of the zombies are created from element 115 they probably do that because of because well, Bible. there's a lot of instances of yeah. just people throwing stuff in the media. Even, like, uh, actually, 115 is used in a lot of different contexts. I'm pretty sure Marvel used it, too, in a different context. Uh, it's just, it was called unobtainium in our uh, elementary element uh, periodic table of elements back in the day. Uh, so, like, just the name itself spires like mystery, unobtainium. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It so means it's, it's unobtainable. Yep. <laughs> Got him. But what if they make it the name unattainable just to make us think you can't attain it? To, to throw us off. Actually, hold on, yep. hold on, hold on. I see where you're going with that, Larry. That just makes they too much sense. They always throw us off. They always, much sense, they always they desensitize us so that when it finally sight. comes out, we can just, like, just like with the disclosure, they slowly let us keep bugging about it, bugging about it. Finally, they're like, yeah, we had contact with UFOs. And then, boom, everybody's like, 
Oh, okay. We already knew. Well, and to further it with the Call of Duty point real quick. So, uh, I can't... I have to do this on my phone, so I can't look it up right now, but... When Call of Duty Zombies came out, the storyline of it started coming out, and it was exposed that Element 115 was the cause of it, that was only a couple years before you said the Russians started to synthesize their own Element 115. Oh, that's That so was just a couple years before. And actually, I think they might be potentially going into... Because when I... My next... What I was about to get into was literally... Uh, Goes into the theory. Uh, it mentions the Nazis and their work with electromagnetism, and so these spaceships uh, are are you like they use element one fifteen to transmute into one sixteen to propel the to propel the three gravity amplifiers that are within the spaceship. So it's a flying saucer. It's a disc. So imagine that the uh, the reactor is in the center, and then you have three amplifiers in a kind of a triangle triangular like pattern spread out around it and that's the like there's a b they call it eight gravity b uh gravity a b and c like the wave emitters it's funny that you mentioned that because like i was talking about the shuttle between jose base Oche, and los Alamos. almost they are supposed to using electromagnetic waves to transport the shuttles in fast ways through the hollow earth. Yeah, and if they are, they're probably using the technology that was already instilled in these spaceships, because if this is all true, then they have it, but we don't understand how it works exactly, because our whole, unless we've reverse engineered it and keep it a secret, but our whole theory, like everything we know about electromagnetism, like we know a lot, we're really good, with like we're really we're pretty good with electromagnetism so like literally the next step would have to be like manipulating gravity i mean where do you think Wi-Fi came from yeah <laughs> one of the uh many applications that we got from being able to reverse engineer the crafts that actually might very well be true i mean all the work for tesla tesla wanted to work on transmitting energy freely throughout the atmosphere which actually is possible but we just don't really invest in it for probably because it's not as efficient i honestly don't know i'm not a, I'm not a scientist it's probably because the government wants to make us work more and they've been working on population control and if you notice spacex trying to go out of space because i have some information from I saw an article about supposedly we've already been on Mars since like the 1960s. Well, if we were using these ships, then we'd be there. We could be there every single day because these ships have that reactor with that element that is stable. Doesn't it? If it decays, it decays very slowly because uh, they've been in use for a long time. Because obviously, we can't recreate it. So I was showing you how how they how it was laid out. The but the ships are basically reactionless crafts, a uh, fuel propulsion system. Uh, the idea of like gravity gravity propelling you like is kind of hard to like understand sometimes. So like think of you put a bowling ball in the center of your bed, and it creates that like dimple. And obviously everything you throw in that dimple. Uh, you throw anywhere ne next to the dimple relatively within that, that field that it generates, it's going to go straight to the thing, straight to the bowling ball. 
But if you take a, your fist into a ball and push into the bed hard enough and make your own dimple big enough than the, bigger than the ship's, then that ship is going to gravitate towards that dimple, and it goes straight to your hand. And essentially, that's what they're doing. They send a gravitational uh, wave that makes a, a dimple in the front of the ship where it wants it to go, and it can go anywhere and accelerate at ridiculous speeds. And in a sense, if they're controlling that, then they can control the gravity and inertia within the ship. So it doesn't matter. Uh, re relative physics with flying wouldn't matter because you wouldn't have any of the, the same inertia. And that's how they travel around the world so fast. Do you ever wonder why certain presidents could be in one place and another place? You really think they fly on planes? Probably. But to kind of end in on Bob Lazar, you know, if you're ever wondering, like, why he ever came up with this, like, because why would he do this? you have any idea why he would do this? Like, for no, no variety, fame, ruined his money. life. He didn't exactly make a bunch of money from it, except from his autobiography, which, you know, gained notoriety thanks to uh, uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, hey, shout out. Awesome podcast, I love you. He gained a little notoriety there. <laughs> but the question is, was it worth how much it ruins his life? He said that his main focus was that they were trying to suppress extremely advanced alien technology and science. Literally, it was technology that has helped us advance health like us. It's helped us throughout our whole existence, potentially. So the thought that they're like just hiding like little bits and pieces of it for their own personal gain because they don't because you know like of our political atmosphere. You know, most scientists like. You know, I wouldn't be too cool with it. I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't say anything if it was true, just because I didn't want to, like, ruin my life. But, you know, it's not cool, you know? It's just not chill. But think about this, though, considering what I just said there. With people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, the, mo the richest people in the world, would they know about this? Why would they, uh, like, if any of this is, if, is, exists, why would we, like, let them spend all their money going into space using rocket propulsion when we have the uh, potential to have, you know, to, to regulate gravitational, not like, we, have, we, could, have, we could have a, a gravity-manipulating ship. <laughs> like, why not invest all of our money in that? Because we depend on fossil fuels. I actually agree with that. That they the government would... makes too much money off of widely distributing fossil fuels and taxing and it. Not to mention it, they can go to war, which causes more money for them. I mean, gives them more money because there's a lot of donated sh shit to the fucking wars for some reason over dumb shit. Yeah. I, I can see money, mostly. It's all about money. It's the NWO. But say what you will about Bob Azar. Uh, you know, he has a, a shady history and almost not, not a non-existent history. But there are interviews out there, including Mario Santa Cruz, his old neighbor I mentioned earlier. Interviews with his mother, who has 100% confidence in his story with pictures and everything except uh, 
I need like school records, which is funny. So either his mom's like insane or all of this is true. <laughs> his uh, al- alleged employment as a physicist at Los Alamos Mason Phys- Physics Facility within the Los Alamos National Laboratory is mentioned in multiple New York, New, New Mexico newspaper articles from the summer of 1982, uh, which focus in on his jet powered cars. KLAS found uh, a Robert Lazar in an eight, 1982 Los Alamos National Laboratory phone directory, but the lab repeatedly denies having any records of him. He also alleges that his records have been erased. However, skeptics such as uh, Donald R. Prothero, Stanton T. Friedman, and Timothy D. Callahan had found this to be implausible. According to Prothero, he was employed not by the government, but rather as a technician working for a private company that co- that contracted work at Los Alamos. And also, if you ever mention this to him, like, whenever he's mentioned this, like, he gets super annoyed with any specifics about his, like, story. If you're ever trying to question it, if you're, like, bringing up where he worked, he's always like, oh, I'm so sick of this, you can find all the source material online, fuck you! <laughs> and another quote I just want to add is that, from him, you can debate that stuff forever. You can go back to before MIT to when I went to school in high school, but that is not going to translate to answering the questions and the things that I have brought into the public eye. That's the important stuff. It's almost like this is an intentional distraction to the main story. You have to pay attention to what I'm saying, because I have better things to do than come up with this. I don't like being in the public eye. I'm not making money from this. End quote. And I believe it. He is making money, though. Yeah, and to go into him being a businessman, he was arrested for a prostitution ring when he was involved in when <laughs> that he got into like a long time ago. <laughs> that that, that was... pander in charge. <laughs> yeah, it was a good way to make some money. But he didn't end up serving any time for it. He just uh, community service and had to go psychotherapy treatment. Did you find anything about him in his psychotherapy? Uh. That he had to go through. I didn't. I didn't even look into it. I I, I didn't see anything about like the history of it. I saw a, a like a current age person, uh, like um psychiatrist, like break down it, like through his perspective, but not through any of that when it actually happened. No. So I guess it's a. Uh, it's just up to us to decide whether he's a uh, crazy or not. Uh, when he was originally arrested, he actually stated that everything here, that he worked at MIT, or he went to MIT, Caltech, worked at S4, uh, and it caused incredible issues, which is probably why he had to go undergo psychotherapy, because they could not prove any of it. And like I was saying before, if you try and look up his past history, it doesn't, like, there's nothing there. It's really, it's odd, but also, like, that's not relatively, uh, you know, back in the day, like when I look up stuff about my mom, it says shit that she's done that she did that she never did. I'm just like, what the fuck are you thinking, U.S. government? <laughs> no, none of this ever happened. <laughs> so I don't have much faith in their record keeping. Right? It's all a ploy. Another interesting thought. He went to uh, you you see hypno uh, him going to hypnotherapy uh also. And to try and remember this, that's where all of these details of these ships come into play, with him knowing so much about the ship's propulsion and everything. 
was from those uh, hypnotherapy things. But an important fact I wanted to note was that if you're lying, you can lie while you're under hypnosis. Like, there's nothing making you, like, seek the truth unless you actually want to seek the truth. If you go under hypnosis with that thought of that lying thought, that's what you're going to come out with. Just more lies. Probably sounding way better. <laughs> that's what he wanted. He's like, I can't think of this. Hypnosis. <laughs> I want to believe his story is true, but I feel like he's full of shit. I don't believe that he's full of shit. I honestly kind of believe him. I'm going to be a believer today and not a skeptic. I'm taking the other side. Well, the only thing I find interesting is that uh, he goes into incredible detail about these crafts. Oh, also, I almost forgot. Uh, one of the things he used to talk about was these hand scanners, right? Back in the day. And no one knew what he was talking about, and they are always like, no, you're fucking full of shit. There's an article that was released, or, well, you know, it was an article based on the the Pentagon releasing the information of equipment that was used in the between 1970s and, 19, and early to late 1980s, the exact hand scanner he was talking about that was in that facility. And literally, the, the report states that it was coming out of that facility. And to a T, it is exactly how he described it. And, like, I watched him describe it in the old videos, and I'm looking at a picture of it now, which... Uh, let me link it for you guys. See that picture? Oh wow! He was talking about a scanner that, which honestly wasn't what it was, contracted through the what what was that they called it the the black budget in the Reagan years. They contracted it for secret uh, government building, so it wasn't contracted anywhere else just because of its secrecy. Because literally, that's how you were able to get in and out of these buildings that were. Like, supposedly, you were not allowed to, you were not able to break into. So, like, him knowing about this means, specifically, like, you could not know that these existed unless you worked with one personally. Or have seen one personally. And it's very unlikely that he has seen one personally unless he worked in this government, unless he worked in a government building. Specifically... Like a really a, a government building that has top clearance or that that sorry not top clearance that's uh, deeply classified. That's specifically just, what it was used for. Can I just point out the fact that the scanner is called one seventeen? Right. That's not no coincidence. I don't know. But it looks like it like slices your fingers almost. In 1989, in an interview, he mentions this scanner and has mentioned it ever since. And this has only been released to the general public since I'm pretty sure, like, uh, like literally, like, not even that long ago. I think 2016. Uh, it's just an interesting note because the longer we wait, the more his story checks out. Seemingly. Even with element 115, because scientists still declare that they can find a stable element, uh, a stable version of 115, and it's and it has it's got ridiculous radioactive energy, so it can be used to power something like it has immense uh, capabilities to power something. 
So do you think that's why they've been going and mining certain meteorites that have been passing by the Earth? Also, for materials, that that you, there's one that's like almost all gold, and like you find, you just find a lot of cool shit out there. That would that would be like because if they even get a, like a chunk of it, you know, comparatively to like what's on Earth, that's a lot. You know, they come back with a shitload. You don't have to buy it on the open market. That's actually probably what uh, Elon Musk and them are trying to do, because <laughs> it's worth like trillions and we've already Question. proven that we can mine off asteroids the um and SpaceX and logo isn't the SpaceX logo like a triangle upside down with like three lines I don't know just looks like it just says SpaceX no that's not the logo that they actually made there was a different logo that was on like the uniforms and stuff that I saw not too long ago it's probably an X that's all I got. I'm Bob Lazar. That's all the media info. Because honestly, there's not much that's realistically like makes you think his story's true. But some of the things he's mentioned in the past has come up in recent you know, discoveries, especially with uh, the Pentagon stating that UFOs are uh, do exist. They're now un- uh, what are they again? Uh, unidentified Aerial phenomena. Aer- yep, UAPs. Unidentified aerial phenomena. And there's actually a bunch of lawsuits going on right now to, like, declassify even more shit. So it's like, just wait. We got a lot of shit coming out, I feel like. And maybe it's thanks all thanks to Bob Lazar, you know? People like Bob Lazar and, uh... There's, there's, there's a lot of organizations. Yeah. Like MUFON. But ever since Roswell, New Mexico, I mean, it's pretty much, I feel like they fucked up then, and now they might as well just come clean, because no, no one really, in the back of everyone's mind, we have a feeling that they're, like, just lying to us. And they're cool with that. That's way better than, because, like, it's a what-are-you-going-to-do-about-it situation. And in my, I'm like, nothing, because you're going to fuck my day. Then on top of that, you don't want to be that person that comes out saying some true facts and then they make you look like a crazy person and you lose our, everything in your life. Everything. All credibility. And I mean, look at him now. He looks like a hack. And he could have been, for all we know, an MIT physicist. It's wild. I mean, nowadays you can't really look at someone and just know what they are because... You'd be surprised nowadays uh, who, what, like what people actually really study in their life. Guess we'll just go back to flying saucers. Uh, how people like to take them on leisure trips, and just so happens that one of those trips might be to the Dolce base. Alright guys, you heard from me the least. Um, next episode, definitely hitting up some Dolce Bass. Be there for it. Larry, you want to take it away with some links? Yeah, we're going to go into some um, actual people that were giving information from it. Uh, Paul Benowitz, and I'm just going to say his name. I'm not going to go into the next one, but there's a couple people that actually were working there or know things about it, and 
it leads into Los Alamos with the shuttle, as you heard. And it's a lot of interesting stuff because not only does it lead into that, but it leads into a lot of different bases around the world. I want to say something. You need you need an M phrase. We all need an M phrase. We need something for the M phrase. I got my own. You be keep you keep trying to hijack it. You, you need your own. You can't, ta- <laughs> you can't take that M phrase as your own. I started it. No, you didn't. You used to say the triple M. I did it first on the first episode. Yeah, and then you were doing the triple M thing. That's where the whole triple M. Co- came, that's where the name triple M came from. I know, but I, I only did that one time. And I like watch your testicles. Well, we're going to have to split it because you can't say that whole thing. Okay. Because you never know when a Latonsky will be coming for you, Kevin Bacon. Can I just I say that know. at least? He's <laughs> coming for you, Kevin Bacon. Can I at least we say just, that part? We, we just, we, we just got to figure out how we're going to say it when we're splitting it. Just that, how we did it. Can I say Watonski and then you say the last part? I like it. Alright. Because I don't know what else to say after that. That's such a great way to end it. Yeah, I just, I gotta figure something else other than Triple M because Triple M's... We donated a whole episode name to that. I think it was Triple Do- I think Triple M was the Florida Man, Man, Man. I think it was W's Florida idea. Man, Man, Man. Yeah, yeah. The Florida Man. I, okay, I'm working on getting different people from Florida and different places in Florida to send me their way of how they say Florida. So that when we do like the oh. Florida Man segment, we can have this is the Florida in a different way people say it. Man, segment. Florida. Fire. But tell I'm, you what, I'm still working. anyone from God, Kentucky says Florida. Look, you hear this shit? Why are there sirens Florida. in the background? Florida. Somebody got shot. Duh. This, I'm off of twenty. Down. I'm in majestic off of twentieth. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> I have no idea where that is. Oh, that can't be coincidence, Larry. No, it's just Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's go ahead and get the ending out, and then we can just bullshit through it, and you get to laugh at listening to the bullshit. Yeah. I like a lot of the episodes, I like to keep some of that. So make sure you all tune in for uh, and I'm honestly not sure when we'll have the Dolce Base out, uh it might not be our next conspiracy theory podcast, but tune in definitely for more Area 51. I wanted to start this series off with Bob Lazar specifically, because though it started in Roswell, he was the one who put it on the map and basically shaped uh, flying saucers and how they work and what they do and essentially put the, the our conspiracy theorists' minds in motion. And there's definitely more coming from it, because... Like the first episode, it branches out so much to where we we will keep bringing content to keep you interested. This will be a series. You, yeah, we're going to keep your mind wondering. Because after you get done listening to all the series, you're going to be like... Ah, what's going on? I thought but, you were gonna... <laughs> Huh? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I thought you were doing something else. <laughs> I was no. going to make a joke. <laughs> 
So, before we get out of here, we have something to tell you. Watch your testicles. Because you never know when a Latunsky is coming for you, Kevin Bacon. Now, we gotta be careful mentioning Kevin Bacon this often. I feel like he's gonna kill us. And your name is out there. Hey, man. Hey, he's he's, in, hey, and he's invisible. Come at, me, bro. Come at me, bro. You won't even see him coming. He's invisible. That's what I was saying. It, does, it doesn't matter. He's just That's gonna poke our eyes out with that nose. All I gotta say oh. is... All I gotta say is... <laughs> turn off the lights. I'm invisible, too. Oh, it's true. No, he's, he's gonna see you coming. And you won't see him coming. Just like Kevin Bacon didn't see Latonsky coming. And honestly, that was a horrible story. Please tune into our first episode if you want to hear it. Uh, it's a great story. Thanks for tuning in. I switched back to Discord and I could just see... <laughs> oh my god, I can't Yo, see him. I'm like the cat off of fucking Alice in Wonderland. Smile for me. Oh my god! <laughs> look at this, close the door. I'm not the cat off the of Alice in Wonderland. Look at, the, look at the video. Look at the video real quick. This is so funny. <laughs> you, got some, <laughs> you got some nice teeth. We love you all.